one. <laughs> All right. Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to. Hey, it's a it's a new day. It's a new uh, new uh, new podcast. We work all 24, 24 floors up, and I guess it was a bit of a tongue twister to say early in the morning. And so we are now digital selling secrets. As you know, twenty four floors up had a lot to do with digital selling, and it also had a lot about digital transformation. And so uh, after our conference, the uh, digital selling conference or Digicel. We have uh, transformed this podcast into digital selling uh, secrets. And today we have, uh, once again, we have my co-host, Gary. Hello. How you Hello. doing? <laughs> and Gary's with Unbiased Data. And we have a very special guest, and she was a speaker at the conference. And this is Miss Angela Gray. Welcome, Angela. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sure. And uh, we really enjoyed your uh, your. Um, uh, lecture at at Digicel. Angela is a VP of of, uh, of Sandler training, uh, sales training here in uh, Houston, Texas. And uh, Angela provided a great uh, presentation, uh, well received at the conference about Sandler, the Sandler uh, style of uh, selling with the influence of the digital side. And with this, let's kick it off. Uh, Angela, if you don't mind uh, just telling us a little bit about yourself, that's typically how we start the uh, start the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'm Angela Gray, I've been working with Sandler for, I guess it's about a year and a half now. And I love it. Other than that, outside of that, I'm a gym junkie. I'm getting married in April. So I've been stressed right. a little yeah. bit. Um, I mean, other than that, that's kind of all I've been doing lately. But yeah. Awesome. Well, I got to sit in part of Angela's uh, presentation. I was kind of bouncing around at Digicel 2019. And I mean, we had a lot of really good responses. I mean, people were people were pretty excited about it. I talked to some people afterwards and a um, lot going. I mean, Sandler, Sandler sales training, that's just a huge brand. I remember I went through the training um right out of college of course i'm sure it's changed over the past 13 years but the fact that 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 particular brand's been so consistent in the sales training world just goes to show how you know how good of a job and how effective it must be for you know big corporations especially so yeah anyways i, I got to hear your presentation i was i was very impressed um so i what did you think about the conference I loved it. I didn't know what to expect walking into it because you're like, it's the first year we're doing it. And I was like, all right, well, this should be fun. And then I walk in and it was it was awesome. I mean, the, Thank you. yeah, the venue was beautiful. First of all, I can't believe y'all set that place up. And uh, the people, I learned so much and I actually gained a few clients from it and it was phenomenal. I liked it a lot. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. Any, any, um, so when I, when I, I don't know, Jerry, but when I was going around, I was hearing some really good questions coming from all the attendees and um, stuff, you know, I never thought of. Uh, and I mean, I guess that's that's an added benefit of going to these conferences is, is you when people ask these questions, you hear different perspectives on the on the topics. But um, Angela, any any interesting questions during your your presentation? Yeah. Um, so my presentation was probably a little bit different from a lot of other people's. I did social media, but I taught you how to take it from social media, how to book a meeting face to face from it, and then what to do in a meeting. Sure. So one of the questions that I got afterwards was, you know, whenever I book a meeting, it seems to go really well. And then afterwards we have some next steps. 
but I never get a call back. Like, what am I doing wrong? How do you fix this? How do you overcome it? And I was telling her that, you know, we have a thing called an upfront contract. And it's basically you're setting up guidelines and expectations for your next meeting whenever you're done with your current meeting. So what that kind of looks like is um, whenever you start your first meeting, say, hey, look, we have about 90 minutes on the calendar. Is that still good for you? Great. So by uh, basically what I want to cover in this meeting is just to see if we're a good fit. I'm going to ask you a few questions. What's your challenges? What's your vision behind the company? And of course, you're going to have questions for me. But by the end of this conversation, can we figure out if you know we're a good fit or not? Either yes, you found value in it and we can set up another conversation at the end of this or no, you know, we're not a good fit. And that is totally OK. Do you feel comfortable telling me no? And yeah. if you push for no, it helps a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, it makes it makes sense. So Sandler training, um, are they still using the phrase uh, mutual mystification? We are mutual mystification. Good memory. Yeah. We are. Yeah, it's and, and you made me think about it when you're talking about the upfront contract because so many times in the sales process, when 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 there's not a process, when people are just kind of you know going with the flow or doing whatever they feel like at the time, you have two people with two different expectations, and they're both heading down a path, spending a lot of time, and when they get to the end. One person's expecting one thing and the other person's expecting the other thing. Right. And if there's there's not that upfront contract saying, you know, this is what I'm expecting to get out of this. This is what you're what are you expecting to get out of this? And you get on the same page, for lack of better words, then, mm -hmm. yeah, you end up with that. I mean, may, maybe my memory's foggy, but at, at, at least if I remember correctly, that's kind of what it was all about, like making sure you're mm -hmm. on the same page and the expectations are the same. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. No, that's completely correct. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I totally agree with that because uh, once you establish those expectations, then moving forward, um, you won't be wasting each other's time um, oh, with that. And uh, like you said, you know, once you get, um, we had talked about this on uh, different people spoke about it from how do you move from social media outside? And obviously you talked more about the process once you get out of social media, um, mm -hmm. you know, what you do afterwards. Um, I think people tend to forget that fact that setting up that, uh, that initial upfront contract and then uh, to borrow a phrase from Sandler uh, from from Sandler is you know they spill all your candy at the front door at the front door yeah. and uh, and uh, give uh, give everything away without realizing what the customers true needs are so mm -hmm. um, I think it, it's a, it's a very good point to, to do that and one thing many people don't realize digital selling does not mean an online uh, online shop or online store it it means uh, it means being able to take that conversation that was online whether it was social media whether it was email or whatever but that that started online in a, in the digital space um, and not necessarily online but digital like it could be on the phone it could be via text message whatever but then being able to break it uh, break it down and take it outside into the real world and then being able to shake hands that's also a part of digital selling so I really appreciate you bringing that and bridging that gap to help people better understand that. Good, happy to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's I mean, I guess that's that's something important right now because not a lot of people. I mean, it's it's very very cutting edge right now on the in the B two B world when it mm -hmm. comes to digital. I think people are kind of you know getting their feet wet a little bit and trying things. LinkedIn's getting uh, kind of 
well, I guess it's almost all the way there, but over the past couple of years, it used to be just a resume shop. You know, you go and you look at the resume and, and if you're on LinkedIn, your manager's saying, why are you on LinkedIn? Are you looking for a job? Right. And that now it's it's a it's a network it's a big uh, networking party yeah. if you or networking event. I That's mean, what I like to say. yes, you're you're just having conversations. But yeah, I I, I want to second what Jerry said about uh, we appreciate what you're doing with such such an important um, and effective sales training program incorporating trending technologies into that, I mean, is huge because now you're qualifying customers faster. You're, you're coming up with that upfront contract right off the bat, um, avoiding that mutual mystification. I mean, I remember when I first started out in sales, I, I was in a hundred percent commission sales role. And when you're in a hundred percent commission sales role, your time is, I mean, that's all, if you don't sell something, you don't pay the bills or you go in debt, one of the two. And so, you get skinny. yeah, you get skinny. Yeah, that's back when I was skinny. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but but yeah, I had a client, and I I was helping with specifications. Like um, we'd write specifications for equipment, and and that was my job. I would I would do a, put a lot of work in and getting these specifications right. And I was just Mr. Nice Guy. Like, you know, sure, I'll do it. I'm expecting in the back of my mind, okay, if I do this, then maybe um, it'll actually help sell me, sell some of my equipment down the road. You know, it'll, you know, maybe it'll put something in there about what I do, you know, something unique that adds value to the client. And, um, but at the end of the day, after investing hours and hours and hours, um, I asked the client, I said, well, are you going to put, are you going to put me in the specification? Are you going to put some of the things that, that, um, we can do, I know my competitors can't do it, but we can do it. And it, it adds a lot of value. And he said, no, I, I can't do that. You know, I can't do that. And I'm thinking, he's like, I never said that, but that's where that upfront contract comes in. And you're like, Hey, we're on the same page. You know, if I do this for you and, and I spend all these hours and time doing this, will um, will you be able to put this type of information in the specification, which adds benefit to the client and it can actually help you help your business as well. Um, bottom line is uh, like we were saying earlier, being on the same page and, and there's some, I guess there's some ways you probably could have done that digitally, you know, through, yeah. you could have, you could have sent a message on instead of driving across town, meeting with the person sitting down for an hour, you get on LinkedIn, you start the conversation and you, and you ask them at that point, like, okay, I'll do this for you if, if, um, you know, you could, we can work together and not, it's not all one-sided. Mm -hmm. um, what, what are some other ways that, that you've thought of from a digital standpoint, you think, um, and you probably mentioned it in, in your presentation mm -hmm. uh, in the, as far as the Sandler sales process. Um, well, I mean, this may be common sense, but a lot of people don't do it is differentiating your LinkedIn page or your social media page from somebody else's. And in doing that, it's simply just stating the problems that you solve instead of stating what you do. Because I'll hop on a ton of LinkedIn pages and they're stating, you know, how long they've been around, how many offices they have. If I wanted to know that stuff, I'd look at your website. But I'm looking for what you do. How can you help me? And if it doesn't show how you can help me and I don't have a clear understanding, I'm going to hop to the next person, your competitor, who probably has a better understanding. Because I want to work with people who are like me. 
So I understand them. They communicate like me. And if it's as simple as possible, these are the problems I solve. This is how I can help you. If you have these problems, I want to work with that person. But a lot of people don't do that. That is. Jerry, are we going to say something? I was just going to say that's a really good point. Um, uh, when we had our LinkedIn uh, uh, LinkedIn influencer talking at the conference, he also talked a lot about that, and I think that's a that's an extremely good point. Um, and yes, you may say it's common sense, but it, as many of us are transitioning and uh, from from the traditional you uh, tr traditional methods of selling to these digital methods. This may not appear as common sense for all of us. And uh, to be honest, I've, I've uh, you know, I mentor a lot of people, and some of these what we call millennials. I look at their LinkedIn pages. It's it's uh, it's not any different. It's not as if they're exploiting the uh, advantages that something like LinkedIn could offer. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, what were you going to say, Gary? I was going to say I, I think it ties back to <clears throat> you have to know your audience. You have to. Like initially, I mean, you think about LinkedIn five years ago when people are putting their LinkedIn page up, they're, they're, they're trying to position themselves for that job, right? That next job. And some, I know some people still do that. But now, if your page still looks like, just like Angela was saying, if your page looks like that still and you're trying to get clients, they're going to go to your page and they're going to think you're looking for a job. Exactly. And so, so they're going to want to do business with you if they, they think you're positioning yourself to leave, especially <laughs> especially if it's a long, long sales cycle or a big ticket item. It's, um, I mean, there's a lot of trust and relationships that have to be laid. Uh, you know, a foundation has to be laid before they're even going to want to have those um, important conversations about the product or service that you're offering. Um, but, but yeah, if you if the initial, I mean, if your digital reputation is you're not going to be sticking around very long, then it's going to be going to be hard to build that trust. Yeah. I was looking for a financial advisor the other day and I guess I hopped on his LinkedIn and it looked like he was looking for another job. And I was like, if this guy's leaving, why would I trust him with all my right. information? It's right. Like, not, not booking a meeting. So of course I, I ghosted him like the typical buyer. I didn't. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Why, why waste your time? Can, can you guys hear me okay? I'm just saying, yeah. I don't know if I'm, okay. Yeah, I love your mic, man. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we see you. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't know. Well, so, so many people, when they do these podcasts or live streams, you know, they normally mount their mics, but I, I couldn't, and it's, it's always the biggest, the biggest mic too, you know, it's, but this is, this is the only one I had. Just, as long as y'all hear me okay, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Um, Angela, let me, <laughs> let me ask you. Thanks, Gary, for that. Um, uh, so, Angela, let me. This is actually this is a whole lot better than what he used to do when we would sit live together and mm -hmm. not and not uh, not remote. He used to actually turn on the uh, the we call those things those filters on your phone, and then he would be filming us while we we're talking to the guest, and then it would just throw us all off, and we'd all be laughing like crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, well, then I, f I felt bad because um, I normally would do it to people. And, and by the way, Angela, I forgot to tell you, we that was a at that time it was Friday evening, so it was always happy hour, and we always would open up <laughs> a beer or a bottle of whiskey at that time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, well, I never did it to the guests, but I would do it to like Jerry and uh, 
yeah, I'd put like bunny ears on him and things. And <laughs> but I couldn't stop laughing though. When the guests, the guests, we would get back on topic and, you know, serious and this is what we do. And, and, you know, and I just, I'm, I'm still laughing and uh, it was just bad. It, it was bad. He, for he's even, I mean, laughed so hard that you could see the tears coming out of his eyes. It's, it was, <laughs> it's <funny. laughs> but Angela, I wanted to ask you, where do you see uh, digital sales coming in? Um, in the next three to five years. I mean, uh, we were just talking right now that, uh, for example, uh, Gary asked, um, hey, 13 years ago, I, I understood, you know, I learned about the mutual mystification and you said it's still here today. But, um, you know, at the same time, we didn't have those, those discussions online 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, would you move into into the like they say, IRL into real life? Uh, where do you see things happening? Or where do you th see things going? Um, three to five years from now. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to take over. I mean, I'll do cold calls and by the end of a cold call, I'll hear a guy say, you know, I'm not interested, but go ahead and add me on LinkedIn. It's, it's everything's moving towards that. And another thing is kind of like Gary was saying that it's like a 24 seven networking event. You have so much opportunity, take advantage of it. And if people learn how to properly send out a message and connect with people and ask questions, then I think, it could go a long way, especially in three to five years. Um, yeah, I think it'll, it'll go far. Yeah, it's it's like everything's becoming more transparent and more authentic. And you you think about I mean, this is something I'm seeing, and maybe I'm biased. You know, uh, cor corporations. Um, you, you think about how corporations have changed. Um, you, you used to, um, I don't know. You you work for some companies, and there's a certain way people act there's a certain way people talk there's a certain like within that company you have to act a certain way talk a certain way dress a certain way think a certain way and now with social media it's like everything that's kind of going away at least it seems like it where people are like i don't want your you know corporate persona i want to know who you are i want to know what you stand for and and it's a lot harder to hide that because now if you want, if you show up to work and act one way and somebody goes on social media and sees an entirely different person, they're not going to do business with you. So it's like those, your personal brand has to line up or you're going to have a hard time at work or your personal life because it's, it's, it's getting more. You're, you're no longer genuine. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Right. I agree. Yeah. I, 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 go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to back that up as authentic, genuine, transparent. Right. Yep. right. Uh, in fact, I've uh, spoken to HR professionals who, who tell you, you know, they actually, uh, many of them, what they do is during an interview, if you're looking for a job, for example, they scrub the internet to see what they can, you know, those breadcrumbs that you leave um, on the, on the digital side, your digital breadcrumbs and, and they see your social media and are you portraying one thing as a professional or at the interview versus what are you really doing? Um, I had to advise a, a friend of mine to take those pictures off of him, yucking it up with his friends and, uh, you know, <laughs> chugging down some, uh, uh, some, uh, strong liquor when he was trying to, uh, uh, when he was trying to look for a job. And I was like, you know, you have everything that you put there, does not look anything at all professional. You need to start uh, amping up your LinkedIn, amping up your uh, your uh, Facebook page because if they look you up, you oh, look yeah. like you do nothing but party. So, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would. What was well, that? I was, 
Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Angela. Go ahead. I was say, especially certain people's LinkedIn pictures. I mean, some of these are just hilarious. Like you meet someone, they're extremely professional. You add them on LinkedIn and you're like, oh, so it's them like surfing or something. <laughs> well, it's, it's not professional at all. No, I, I agree with you 100% there. And yeah, some of them, I can't even believe that some people actually do this, but they put pictures of them, you know, with the, doing the selfie at the, in the, in the public toilet. I think that's, like, why, why do that, man? I mean, get it, go somewhere else and take a, take a selfie. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Me personally, I'm like, sometimes you, I you think. Like the, you like the toilet, I, toilet picture. I, so. Hey, I take those pictures all the time. LinkedIn picture? Is there, is there a better place to take a picture? I mean, <laughs> you, there's no interruptions. It's quiet. You know, you lighting. No, 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 but I, I kind of like when I back to what I was actually going to say. <laughs> so I, I like sometimes I like it when let's say you, you meet somebody in a corporate setting and they're like very, you know, black and white, you know, straight, straight, straight lace, you know, blah, 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 corporate speak, corporate speak. But then you go to their LinkedIn profile, not LinkedIn profile, their Facebook profile. Let's say you connect with them on Facebook or maybe even LinkedIn. And you see that they're just a normal guy or girl that, you know, has a personality that is friendly and maybe they, maybe they have a unique hobby, which is interesting. And for me, I'm like, okay, they're now I know they're just a normal person and not a robot, you know? It's yeah, no, that's interesting here. Yeah, I, 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 but as far as having pictures on Facebook and stuff, like, luckily I never had any friends like right out of college, so you know, I didn't, I didn't have to worry about that too much. So <laughs> now I. Have, <laughs> Now I have Jerry, so I'm I'm good. Yeah, you, I'm good. You got one. There's always one. <laughs> Talking about friends and, and things that you do, interesting hobbies. Hey, uh, Angela, could you tell us a little bit of what you like to do outside of uh, work? You talked about uh, being a gym rat. Uh, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, it's. I mean, I'm kind of boring, but literally I go to work after work, I'll go straight to the gym and uh, me and my fiance meal prep. So we just eat the same thing every week pretty much. But um, I actually competed last year in April for NPC bikini competition. Wow. Yeah, I would never do it again. I love food <laughs> really too much. And I get cranky, but uh, like, I'm surprised Colby dealt with me the whole time. He was, he was a trooper, but if I didn't have food, then I would just be like, I hate life. I hate this competition, but it was it was worth it. It paid off. It it drove me to do something that I've always wanted to do. So so, so when you say that, uh, it <laughs> what what entailed uh, competing for that? I mean, is it uh, you know you said about the food? It's like was it very 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 strict diet regimen for how many months? I mean, my gosh, yes, no bread, no milk, no sweets, no nothing, no cheat meals. I would eat four ounces of chicken every three ounces. Sometimes I'd have carbs. And if it was carbs, it would be maybe half a handful of potatoes and asparagus or spinach. And I would eat that, um, I mean, four times throughout the day, except in the morning I would have eggs and sometimes I would get to eat oatmeal. Wow. It would be eggs. Yeah, no ketchup, no seasonings, no soy sauce, plain, dry, just cutthroat. Mm -hmm. that's, that's fantastic. I mean. For those that of your, for those of you, if I can talk right, for those of you that are listening, you need more vodka. More vodka. I need more vodka over here. No. 
I promise it's water. I promise. It, 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 it's not even eight o'clock, but it is Saturday. It is Saturday. Um, so um, that goes to show there's so many people out there in the corporate world that says, look, I'm too busy to work out. I'm too busy. You know, I'm, you know, I, I got too much going on, but th that goes to show you can be a vice president of a company and, you know, Angela's a hard worker. She's speaking uh, at our events. I mean, she's, you know, Saturday morning on a podcast, but you know what? She's getting her workouts in and you know what? She's competing. She's competing. So that's, I think that's awesome. I think it's fantastic. And I've always been a fan of fitness. Um, I, the dieting has been tr trouble for me. And I, I did meal prep one week, uh, but I ate everything the next day. Um, but, I mean, that's your problem. I, I have a strict, uh, and I, I enjoy working out, and I agree with Gary 100% about you need to take care of your body as well if you're going to perform well at work. And so I do appreciate that. But I, I, I follow a very strict diet. Me, because of my culture and where I come from, I follow a seafood diet. I see food and I eat it. So I never have any problems like that, Gary. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry does know about, he had a, a get together at his house around, was that New Year's at your house? Uh, Christmas, Christmas time. Chris, yeah. So he, uh, he had so a lot long of ago. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. It seems like a lot, <laughs> lot going on between, but, but you had, um, you, you had catered some food, some Indian food, right? Right. And, right. And, and man, that was that was some good food. But it, it's good for you too, right? Because all the herbs and spices. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad, and I was glad that you were able to make it. He had uh, sick kids at home and all that, and and it was an over an hour trek to get to our place, but he still made it. So I appreciate that, uh, Kerry. Yeah, I mean, just... my friends. I mean, he's got to work hard at it, right? Yeah. yeah, well, I think he, he came to check and see if I was really working for the uh, conference. I think that's what it was about. Yeah, so. was, well, that's what that's that's why you only have one friend. If, if you only have exactly. one, I mean, you could put a lot of effort in. I mean, high quality, high quality. I'm not an average average friend. I'm I get one, and I'm a really good friend for that one person. Right. That's right. <laughs> Well, you can't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, we're about to wrap up, and um, uh, and uh, so uh, Angela, just uh, you know, we talked. We had our first conference uh, this year, and once again, we thank you so much for for uh, coming and speaking. And uh, it, like I said, it was extremely well received, and uh, helped people understand the the process behind it and and digital into into uh, real world but uh, let me ask you what do you uh, what are you looking forward to uh, for our next one 2020 uh, I mean, any thoughts any ideas yeah I'm excited to be there so going into it I was thinking hey what kind of IT people could I invite to this thing but going to it I was like anyone would benefit from this like anybody in any type of career so I learned a lot about it, uh, a lot about from every speaker. So I'm just going to invite anyone I know because I know anyone would benefit benefit from it. So awesome, awesome! Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, what were you going to say, Gary? Uh, I was just going to mention we do have some small events coming up between now and the next conference, roughly a year from now, and we have a pretty interesting event in the planning phases right now. Um, and I'm just going to say one word: LinkedIn. And this is going to be a LinkedIn event like you haven't seen before. It's going to be pretty amazing. So I'm about it. Well, let me know. I want to know details. I will share it to everybody I know. 
Definitely, awesome. and and uh, you know, stay uh, stay uh, uh, focused on our on our uh, social media. Um, we are on uh, Facebook is where we have our most engagement. I think LinkedIn is where uh, we have a little more professional, quote unquote, not as many discussions, but more information there. We're also on Instagram with uh, with our memes and uh, those tidbit uh, tidbits and of of information. But Facebook is probably where you're going to get uh, the first info about our our events. So. Um, you know, for those out there uh, on our social media, it's just just look up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If you just search Digital Selling Conference, you'll find us. So uh, that's where we are. And with that, uh, I think it's we've got uh, we've just got a minute left, and we're going to close shop. Uh, Want to thank our guest Angela Gray, Vice President of Sandler Sales, Houston. Thank you so much, uh, Angela, for joining us uh, once again. It was fantastic when we when you joined us at the uh, at the conference, and once again uh, over here. And um, everybody, this is Digital Selling Secrets. And uh, tune in next time. Until then, cheers. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Thank you. Bye. Have a good weekend.